702 Weekend Breakfast. As always, we end the show in the Literature Corner and we're joined in studio by author Busisekile Kumalo. She's written numerous books. She's the author of The Harvard Wife, uh, Nomaswazi, Lola's Heart, Fallen Candle, The Princess, uh, The Piper and Her Silent Screams. And the latest in that collection is a book called Sunshine and Shadows, which looks at the story of two young women, well, specifically one woman uh, in Zimbabwe studying at the University of Zimbabwe. And to tell us about Sunshine and Shadows, we're joined in studio by the author of that book, Busisegile Kumalo, joins us. Busisegile, good morning. Good morning. You were saying you came on the wrong day because yes. we have plans to eat cake on the I, show now. And I have a weakness for chocolate cake. Really? Then you have to come back when we do our big chocolate cake taste test because I also think there'll be so much cake, we'll need help. So... Please I'm come. In. This is an invitation. I am in the trenches with you. Excellent. Because it's going gonna, it's <laughs> gonna to be tough work. Eating, tasting all of this cake is going to be really difficult work. So I appreciate you being willing to sacrifice your time, your effort. Someone has to sacrifice. It's tough Someone work. Someone has to do it. It's difficult work, but I, I appreciate you being keen. So we're talking about sunshine and shadows. Yeah. Tell us about what is this book about? Who is Vimbai? So the thing about being an author is most of us suck at summaries. I'll end up giving you the whole the story. Whole book. <laughs> and I'm like, yo. But uh, basically, Vimbai, when the story starts, she's um, a last year uh, law student at the University of Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a focus girl. She's a focus girly. So Vimbai knows what she wants. Mm. She doesn't want to struggle. She knows that she doesn't want to join the long queue of unemployed, you know, graduates. She knows. And she knows that since she's the first to graduate in her family without any connections, without, she knows she has to do something drastic in order not to go back home and, you know, be part of the statistics, you mm. know. So when the book starts, she's looking for a shark. Um, sugar daddy, bless her, whatever you want to call it. But she's looking for someone to give her a foot in, you know, and she'll do the rest after that. Yeah. Like she knows she can swim after that, but she just needs an in. Okay. So when the story starts, she's looking for that, but she ends up getting way more than she bargained for. Okay. Cause I guess, and why do you choose the term shark? Why the term shark? Is that as opposed to, I guess, you know, in the South African context, yeah. we would say a blesser or sugar daddy or, but here she is looking specifically that, for a shark. Like that's literally her terminology. There's a chapter where she's like looking and she calls uh, one man a frog, the other. So she's very <laughs> descriptive. Okay. So, so she's very clear. No frogs, no, she wants no. a shark. And she doesn't just want any rich man. No, 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 no. Okay. So she's looking for a specific type of man a shark mm-hmm. you know someone who is uh, above just a normal rich man you know someone who who can who has power i think she really is attracted to power but also it comes from a point of being powerless or being a victim all her life so she really is attracted to a certain kind of man and mm. she wants 
that kind of man. And does she know, you know, by wanting, I guess, this man that is not just rich and is not just powerful, but almost, uh, you know, because when we think of the shark, we think of kind of top of the food chain, mm, very mm. few predators, yeah. um, you know, quite feared. So does she know that by looking for that particular person who plays in that space of, I guess, the risks to her. So someone who not only has money, not only has power, that it is quite, I mean, the the potential advantages, the upside is pretty big for her. Yes, yes, but yes. that also means the risks are just as big. And when she decides she wants a shark, does she know that? No, I, I feel like, you know, the confidence of youth, you think you can handle anything. The you're like arrogance of youth. Yes, I can do this. You're cocky. You're like, and then when it finally comes to you, and now you have to know that every action has a consequence. Mm. And I feel like she wasn't ready, or she didn't really know what it meant to be in the presence of a shark. Mm. You know, because she's the one who approaches the shark, and then it lets her get away and she thinks oh i survived but she doesn't know that predators actually seek you out they like the chase they like the hunt yeah so she's not away but yeah so why this story why the story of mumbai this young person and i mean it is a story that we've seen multiple times um and you know i think of other you know this theme of you know young people particularly young women going how do i change the odds because young Mm. people recognizing particularly young women the odds are not in my favor yeah how do i shift them change them um, even if it means I play quite a dangerous game with mm. sharks, um, how do I change that? And why was this story so important for you? Why did you want to tell it? And particularly through the the, the story of Mumbai. I think um, I grew up afraid afraid of speaking out on the things that I saw. You know, when you come from a country like Zimbabwe, it's see, don't talk. You know, you can see things but you don't comment on them. So I saw all those things, especially in college. It was a rude awakening. I grew up very sheltered, you know. I went to boarding schools and college really was the first place where I was like an adult and I was on my own. And the things that I saw there, the things that I experienced, and I think that other girls are still experiencing. So they sort of informed the story in a way, but also it's a, you know, when you're coming into your own, you know, womanhood, when we look at womanhood, it, it, it has so many layers. It's so layered. And I feel like Vimbai is that type of layer, you know, because what is a good girl? You know, she's not a good girl, but is she bad for wanting a certain lifestyle? You know, mm-hmm. is she bad for, for, for wanting to swim with sharks in order to get to it? You know, is ambition bad? Yeah, it shouldn't be. But, you know, and the way that they end up seeking that ambition, you know, you know, uh, when our parents grew up, they were guaranteed if you go, if you pass, if you go to college, you're guaranteed of a job after that and you get a house, you get married, you get. But that's not the case with us. You know, you go, you get your degree. It just stays there on the wall, staring at you for five, ten. I graduated 2016. I've never worked a day in my life, like in my 
studied profession, you yeah. know. What did you study? Law. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's, it's that kind of thing, that kind of frustration I can understand or the need to want better. And also the fact that not only you qualifying is enough, you have to have more than your your mind. You have to be more than just a, an A student. You have mm. to be more. You have to, you know, Jerez yeah. in a way. Yeah. yeah. And so I think it's so interesting that, you know, you kind of look at the story of this and this question of, is she bad? Is she good? Mm. Um, or is she just you know, like a complicated person trying to make decisions and uh, I think a very complicated context that even if she does do all the right things, yeah. she goes to school, she studies, she, you know, stays out of trouble, that even that, you know, being good doesn't guarantee her a good life. Yeah. That she then needs to go, okay, I've done all the good stuff, the right stuff. What then do I need to do? Nice. And I think that is, you know, and not just the story in Zim, a country like ours where we have, you know, such high levels of youth unemployment yeah. there is a frustration i mean there's currently a conversation about young doctors who yeah. cannot get placements they for all intents and purposes have done all the right things they went they got a good matric pass rate they got into university they finished the degree you get to the end and you know nothing what next what now and yeah. so i do think it's quite interesting that you look at well is she good is she bad or you know what does it mean to be a young person in these, I think, very tough circumstances. Yeah. And what does that look like? And so where does Vimbai's story tell us? Where does Sunshine and Shadows take us? So, Without giving away the whole book. <laughs> yes, so it, it takes us then, we follow this girl, not just her. We follow Vimbai, we follow Nosile, we follow Ruby. So three girls whose life could not have intersected, but somehow they intersect, mm -hmm. you know. And we, Do they meet adversity? Or, uh, do, or do we learn that in the book? Nosile is her roommate. Okay. Ruby is more of a complicated, their relationship is very complicated. Okay, but they, they don't meet adversity. No, okay. their first meeting is at a nightclub. But yeah, two separate girls from two separate worlds, but they end up colliding in a way. But their story is more in Rubies and Rain, which is the second book in the installation. Okay. But yes, we see that. So it's, it's, it's really a reflection on, I reflect on the politics of Zimbabwe, but also how they affect women and children. You know, um, I'm very passionate about um, humanitarian law. So when we look at the story of these girls trying to make it in life, you know, they, they make bad decisions, they make good decisions, but also where they are also narrates how their story ends, you know, mm -hmm. because as bold as Vimbai is, you know, she has autonomy over her life or whatever, but then that is used against her, you know. So I look at womanhood in a way, but from a political or socio-political point of view of saying, okay, what is it like to be a woman or a young woman right now in Africa? Mm. What is it like? Yeah. So it's, it's the story then follows those because they're different girls, but then they somehow their stories all lead to this point of saying that, you know what, even though there are points where your life is in the light, there's still those lingering darkness, the lingering shadows that are there. Mm. And that is 
sunshine and shadows. Does Vimbai study law because you studied law? Actually, Vimbai is actually based on a real character. Or not really a real character. So my friend Vimbai, I use her whole name and whatever, she challenged me to write a story about her. And I did. So Vimbai is based on Vimbai. But um, it was easy to then follow the story because I I, I was there. I learned with Vimbai. We're in the same school. Yeah. We're in, so it became easy. But before anyone said, I didn't write about anyone. Please, guys. Don't, do <laughs> don't do people often me. accuse you of like, that sounds like the thing I told you that one year in Joburg. Is that my story? Do people often kind of... Because that's the thing with literature, right? Yeah. You start... It's a thing I think... Um, um, James Baldwin says where he says you think and I'm paraphrasing and badly but essentially he says you think you are alone in your experience in the yeah, world you're not. and then you read a book and suddenly you know you realize oh this experience is not singular so do people often read your work and go hey is that my story did you write about me? Well, I haven't really gotten, but a lot of women do uh, find themselves in my work but the only experience where I had someone accusing me of talking about them was uh, funny enough, a Facebook post randomly talking about women and whatever, and they screenshotted that and they were like, you were talking about me in this instance, and this is it on, almost cost me a family meeting or whatever, but wow. yeah. So Was the, it about them? No, no. Okay. no. So the thing is uh, exactly what he said, that you think you're alone, you know. Um, there's no problem that is unique to you as a person, you know, and at times art then flows and herbs and whatever because in as much as I used Vimbai's name I really she wasn't the character to me mm -hmm. but then when I finished the story she was like Wusi you talked about some things that I'm sure I never told you about mm -hmm. but I found them in the story I was like okay yeah like no I didn't know about that yeah I didn't know that, that you went your through story that as well. yes yeah. you know and so we don't mean to uh, or uh, let me speak to my for myself. I usually don't mean to write about anyone in my stories, you know. But obviously, writing at times is is uh, informed by your 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 own experiences as a person. So maybe subconsciously, but I've never really set out to say, okay, today I'll tell so and so story. Yeah, because the stories that I know, a child, yo. <laughs> 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 we must leave it at that. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Thank you for we'll having me. We'll see you for the chocolate cake tasting. I am so looking forward to that. Like <laughs> I am marking my calendar, chocolate, chocolate. <laughs> that is the author of Sunshine and Shadows, Musisegile Kumalo, joining us this morning.